everybody, and welcome to Nerd News Now, where we tell you about nerdy news that's happening now instead of later, because you'll miss it, and nobody wants that. Joining me tonight is Kyle and Supreme Lord Brainy, who's a commander at this point for some reason. I don't, I'm going to see his credentials for why he was upgraded to Supreme Commander, which outranks me. What the heck, dude? Actually, I've always been Supreme Commander. Um, I don't know how I got degraded to Lord, but yeah. Huh. I don't think that's a downgrade. I think it's a yeah, one you is a military right. rank and one is a one is a one is a rank in noble no, nobility. Yeah, you, you know you might be right. Yeah, I guess I could upgrade to a one is civilian and one is enlisted. Like Supreme Commander NATO Allied Forces. Lord John Marbury, uh, both things are West Wing references, um, or Lord Edgar Covington from Parks and Rec. But um, yeah, I, they're just different, uh, different enlistment, right? Different enlistments. Did you guys ever watch Space Force? Yes. I want that to come back so badly. It, they're, they're, they are done or nearly done shooting season two. Awesome. Jimmy O. Yang has been TikToking about it. I love so much the way they handled the relationship between the husband and wife. They're just making right. it work. How, Whatever. TV from Friends is like, spoilers, is like a felon. Yep. Uh, so, Brainy said, kick him off screen, so I will. Okay. Um, so, yeah. Uh, normally we talk about what pretty sure you know what I did this weekend. So do we really need to tell other people? I don't know. I I went to the movies. I feel like a big What'd responsibility. You you, is it Shang-Chi? Yes. Is it Shang-Chi? Did you go see Shang-Chi? I was going to. I finally decided that I would pay Disney Plus's stupid. Um, yes, Brainy, that's better. Uh, I finally decided that I would pay Disney Plus's stupid thirty dollars uh, for Premier Access for Shang Chi, and then it wasn't there. No, they said theaters only, bro. And I'm not going to a theater right now, so like, I can reenact it for you. I'm good. <laughs> <laughs> I want to see this. Let's do this. Let's do this, Miss Jen. All right, give me about forty years, and I'll learn some kung fu. There you go. But it it uh, it did win the box office, so that's the only time you'll ever hear me talk about the box office. Um. Did it win the box office, or did it keep up with the the Marvel hits? It won box office this weekend, and it set the Labor Day release record. Yeah. Okay. So now we got to see how it does next weekend. Yeah. True. Now we got to see how it does compared to another movie. But yep. Brainy, did you actually go to Disney, or are you just being facetious? No, I, I actually did go to Disney on uh, Friday. Um, my cousin's well my cousin his family came down um from arizona and you know i don't know how my mother talked you know she basically said oh yeah call brainy you know they'll come i'm like so i don't know how i got wrangled into it 
So I go to my, you know, my family. I'm like, hey, um, you guys want to meet up with them after Disney for dinner? And my daughter's like, are we going to Disneyland? I want to go to Disneyland. <laughs> so you know, we're like, you know what? Sure. <coughs> so we ended up at Disney. Um, so yeah, uh, Friday was spent at Disneyland. Um, it was interesting, and I, I I hate to say this, but there are some too many idiots out there that feel that uh, they don't need to put their masks on, even though they're being asked to, or you know, put it on halfway. It, it, it kind of became irritating, and there were times when I was just like. In fact, there was a ride, um, the the Star Wars Resistance ride. There were a couple of people. I was just like, you know what? I, I just put my family away from them. It's just they, you know, they did not want to because you know they they put. I don't know. Oh, you guys haven't been to that ride yet. Um, they put you inside this uh, shuttle, and you are really close to a lot of people. And you know, I'm putting my family away from them because they don't want to cover their face. And you know, like, I, I don't understand the logic behind it. Yeah, I know some of us have difficulty breathing, but this is just—it just went. It kind of ruins the experience for me for a little bit. Hot take: I hate amusement parks. Very <laughs> <laughs> well. Well, so here's the big problem, right here where I'm at. We have Cedar Point, which is one of the greatest amusement parks in the country, yep. except if you're over six to two hundred and fifty pounds. Well then, which I am. So I literally cannot ride any roller coasters because the harnesses don't fit. I am a safety concern. Also, terrified of heights. Oh. So if you could have an amusement park that's just the scrambler and, you know, that UFO ride you see at those sketchy circuses that goes around like that, I'd be good. Cool. And what about... And like a popcorn stand, I would be happy. But anything else is like wasted on me because I can't do it or won't do it. So you're more of a circus guy than you are an amusement park guy. No, because I hate clowns. Um, but uh, <laughs> I'm more of a, you know those weird carnivals that sets up in the parking lot of a mall? Yes. I'm that guy. Oh, one thing I do want to say, I loved not having to wait an hour or two hours in line. I mean, the lines move fast on Friday. I was kind of happy. Yeah. Is it, do they just have less people in the park? Is that why? Yeah, I believe it is. And it, it was a Friday. I did start to see a lot more people show up towards the end of the day. So people got off of work uh, and you know, the people uh, that have the new annual pass probably just showed up after 5, 6 p.m. And yeah, uh, so I did see a an uptick on people towards the evening, or that might've just been because of the fireworks show or whatnot. Um, I, I thought yeah. for some reason I had heard that they were gonna do away with the, the yearly park pass. It's a different pass now. It's not called the annual pass anymore. It's their magic something pass, I forgot. But I was looking at it, it works very similar. Magic money pass is what's called. Yeah, right, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> um, it's similar to what their uh, annual passes were. There are a little bit more restrictions where you can only have, because now you don't just buy the ticket. You also have to reserve the day you're going. Um, so for me, you know, you, you, uh, you have to buy the ticket for that day. And I don't understand why one doesn't trigger the other. If I am buying a ticket for a Friday, 
they should basically trigger a reservation for that Friday as well. But I, I, I don't know why they're doing it that way. Um, so with their new pass, they have the, the, the top level one. You can only do like six days maximum of reservations or, and stuff like that. So uh, they're doing it a little bit different. Uh, I'm not sure why, but. But it is a lot more expensive than it was when I had my annual passes. Yeah. I miss those days now, technically. <laughs> so you're much less likely to uh, just kind of like, I'll, I'm not worried about using my passes here. You have to make it make it make sense to own it. Well, to, to a certain extent, uh, like the last time we got the annual pass, um, it was basically we decided to go there for the entire week. Mm -hmm. And that in itself, almost paid for the entire uh you know the entire pass we had for the four four of us um and i thought about doing the same thing again uh, i was doing the math and everything if we go about a dozen times we can basically make back you know it, it's basically the same amount as going a dozen times but because of covid and because of all the restrictions i, I really don't want to spend that much money and not be able to go yeah i feel you my husband said the name of the new variant mu and i was like wait what because my brain wasn't thinking in terms of greek letters i was like wait we skipped some letters right delta eta what where's where's zeta what are they doing they're like oh i think we skipped some okay i think they're just naming them after the greek letters from revenge of the nerds oh maybe <clears throat> yes. Mew just doesn't sound scary. I can't be scared of Mew. Sorry. Well, it know, sounds right? like it's actually a psychological variant. <laughs> um, sorry for those of you who aren't Pokemon literate. <laughs> you know, uh, no. I don't know. I. Every time I hear about a new variant, I just check the New York Comic Con website and see if it's still happening. Like <laughs> this is my this is my my gauge as to whether or not it's bad or not. So here, so this is the thing: is like I win either way. If they don't do New York, then I get to buy out a movie theater and watch a James Bond with all my friends for my fiftieth birthday, which happened two years ago now. If it happens. If we still get to do New York, then I get to go to New York and hang out with my husband and enjoy my friends there. So either way, win. You're all invited, by the way. Not that you're going to drive or fly all the way from where you are to come play, come watch. No. <laughs> if New York happens, uh, then I get to go to New York yeah, and hang out with all my friends. If New York doesn't happen, then I get to be home 18 days in the month of October <laughs> instead of 11. Mm. Um. That is the only difference in my life. Yeah. Yeah, and, and you can't get me to New York right now. <laughs> uh, especially after this Disney trip. There's no way I'm going to a crowded room like that. We could get you to New York. Uh, but we'd probably have to bring some dudes and a sedative and treat you like B.A. Baracus from the A-Team. <laughs> <laughs> you pull that one off, we'll see, man. <laughs> no, I would more than likely lock myself up in the hotel room. I, I'm seriously, I, I don't know, and it might just be a mental thing for me. I'm, I'm, and it, you know, I'm not that concerned for myself, but 
I just I, I can't I can't do it. I can't be in a room that many people without because of, I just don't know who has it and who doesn't. It. I don't know. I in my mind I can't take fourteen to twenty one days off. Period. <laughs> right. Yeah. That's. I mean, every time I think about it, I that lady from like the ain't no one got time for that video pops in my brain. Right. Ain't no one got time for that. Yeah, I have a, I have a very uh, I have a very strong plan for how I'm going to be safe while doing the things I'm going to be doing, mm-hmm. and uh, it might be overkill, but rather overkill than uh, the other options. So I plan you know, to dress as Flint Sparks the whole time and have a big mask on my face. So right now. Ah! yep. I've got N95 stuff. I've got uh, uh, a full respirator, um, one of those World War II gas masks, um, uh, a plague doctor mask if I need it. Um, like whatever I need, I got. So I'm actually having the plague doctor mask and another outfit made by uh, Cheryl Sloboda Whited of So Much Cosplay. And, uh, Muppin.com. Uh, I'm, I have to go to a gala. Uh, the theme is Hollywood Gothic. Perfect. And my instinct is that I should dress like a caterer. <laughs> black shirt, black pants, red tie, red red vest. Right? <laughs> but that in order to make it good, I should wear a plague doctor mask. That'd be fun. So it's still goth, right? It's just she changed it to Supreme Lord. <laughs> goth with yeah, goth with uh, pigs in a blanket. So, so Jen, you did go see the Shang Chi. I did with my son. What did you think? I really loved it, but I love kung fu movies. So, and there was some top-notch kung fu in that movie. <clears throat> so, was it a Marvel movie or a kung fu movie? Uh, it was both. It was clearly that there were there's elements that happen in the movie with characters. Probably everyone's been spoiled for who the characters are that show up in the movie, but those aspects of it and Aquafina in it mean it is definitely a Marvel movie. Aquafina, the water, right? No, <laughs> really, really funny girl. I love her so much. Oh my gosh. But um, yeah, the the there's a bunch of good humor. It it is where it's supposed to be. There's familiar familial conflict, which is great. There's you don't get you get origin, you get a death, you get it's pretty epic, and it um, the, the extra scenes give you what you need to understand how it's connected to the Marvel universe going forward. As I mentioned in some of the previous shows, uh, you know, I, every time every time I hear about this movie, I keep thinking of uh, you know the Iron Fist TV show. How different is it from that? I never watched the Iron Fist show. I don't. I, I haven't watched too uh, up until Disney Plus. I didn't watch too many of the like TV TV shows. It's just harder for me to put it in my my day. But um, <laughs> so I don't. Oh, is it not good? It's not that I it was not. I disagree with that sentiment, but okay. <laughs> um, I, I think it could have been better. 
it wasn't horrible, but it could have been better. Uh, I, they, think they, that, I think that of the movies that have come up recently, now this is put into the COVID universe of how much risk are you willing to have to watch a, a movie multiple times? This is a movie that I'll go back and watch again. Black Widow was one I was happy to watch the first time and really enjoyed it, but I did not have that feeling in my gut that I really wanted to make time in my life to go and do it again. And, and is that because you like Kung Fu movies or is that because uh, you think this is a really, really good movie? I, like, I, I love the movie. Um, I also love uh, trying to think of other stylized Kung Fu movies that were amazing. Uh, Crouching Tiger, Hidden Dragon. Um, there's actually on this. This is not really a spoiler, but on the wall of one of the rooms that you're going to see, there's a Kung Fu Hustle poster, and I'll tell you all you need to know about: <laughs> Are the people that made this movie cool? Yes, they are. Cool. I I, I will go see it. I am not. I'm not in a position where I can go to a movie theater right now, but uh, soon. Um, hopefully. Uh, I will go see it. Um, in other 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 movie news, um, there really was nothing. It's all Shang Chi. <laughs> um, uh, uh, well, it looks um, like uh, Kyle uh, oh, there you go. You're back, Kyle. You're back. Yeah. So uh, in other news, um, Michael K. Williams, uh, who was in uh, The Wire and Lovecraft Country and one of the greatest arcs on community ever, uh, was found uh, passed away today. Sucks. That, that was a thing. That sucks. Yeah, he was a great actor. Um, but on a happy note, um, Netflix has restored... I don't want to wait as the theme song to Dawson's Creek on Netflix. So, like, good news, bad news? I didn't know they took that away. I didn't know Dawson's Creek was on Netflix. <laughs> it is. And Netflix doesn't have, uh, doesn't have uh, music licensing rights from Sony. So a lot of shows on Netflix that had Sony songs in them, Sony-owned songs, had to change out the music. That's interesting because that, that – because huh. they didn't negotiate streaming rights and song song licensing in perpetuity for streaming. But the music is part of the film. Music is part of the what? It's part of the film itself. Or, or the TV shows, rather, you know, in Dawson's Creek. I mean, that the title song is the title song for that show. Right. But, like, so you look at, you look at a show, like, I'll give you a couple of for instances – uh, Las Vegas, uh, which was a NBC show with James Caan and Josh Duhamel before he was married to Fergie. Um, when it aired on NBC, they had the rights to the remix of uh, Elvis, um, Viva Las Vegas. Viva Las Vegas. Now, when it re-airs anywhere else, they have to use a different song because NBC owns the rights to use that song, not any network that's running it in syndication. Daria. Do you remember Daria? Of course, the MTV show. 
the only way you can get Dario with the original music is to buy the original DVD release. Really? Yep. Yeah, you know, uh, this thing however, is getting way out of hand now. Paramount Plus is currently negotiating to get the original music back on for Paramount Plus. And then my favorite one is Scrubs. Scrubs, the soundtrack was such an important part of Scrubs, but there are episodes where the songs are not the same because they didn't negotiate the rights long term. It's awkward. Yeah, I, you know, I see with a lot of music, especially in the, you know hip hop and um, a little bit of R and B as well, where you know they sample the songs and you listen to it. 10, 20, 15 years later, and it's like, it doesn't sound the same because they've had to remove the sampling they had to do uh, because they didn't, mm-hmm. they didn't do, you know, or they only had the rights for that album or whatnot or, or no re-releases. Or, that's, I understand it because, you know, artists want to get paid for their stuff, but to a certain point, you have to say, hey, you know, like Dawson's Creek, that's, that, that's what, 20 years ago? How much longer are you going to get 20 years later for that song, man? <laughs> Let the people enjoy it. You know, it's you've made your money. At least not leave it for, yeah. But I guess, you know, we all got to wait, what, 94 years for copyrights to expire? Is it 94 years now or something like that? No, not quite that long now. I think it's 80, 80 and change. Yeah, that's still, I. <laughs> right, for public domain. Correct. Speaking of which, uh, Steamboat Willie, Mickey Mouse, becomes public domain pretty soon. Mm. That version of Mickey Mouse becomes public domain, I believe. Yeah, but they've found ways around that uh, in the past when it's come up. Yeah, well, the only thing that will be is that version. That's why they have have a new version every five to ten years. Disney will retain the rights for every single version of Mickey Mouse except the, the Steamboat Willie will be a public domain uh, character. I'm not sure. I'm 100% not sure, but that's that's interesting. Um, Kyle, from now on, we need to have Steamboat Willie at the beginning of the episode. <laughs> everything. Well, you guys still have to wait, what, three years, four years, something like yeah. that? I am not facing down the mouse. <laughs> you will be. <laughs> not going to happen. No. No, I mean, I'll go to bat with Popeye. Yeah, you can do that one. We know we can do that one. But not, 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 uh, not, uh, not, not the mouse. The mouse scares me. The mouse owns too much. When can we I, have Pickle and Jekyll? Um, well, there you go. Yep. I'm relatively sure we get Spy versus Spy. Can we just settle for that? Okay. I'll do with that. So, so. I actually know um, the daughter the guy who created Spy vs. Spy. Really? Yeah. She's pretty cool people. I went to, uh, she was in one of my, she was in my singing class. I did not know it at that time that she was, uh, you know, but, you know, we, we started chatting and everything. And yeah, she was, yeah, you know, my dad created Spy vs. Spy. Wow, that's pretty cool. Now that's a cool thing. Yeah. That would be a fun thing to say about your, your family. Exactly right. <laughs> and yeah, Steamboat Willie does become public domain in 2024. Interesting. Uh, whatever people are just gonna like change his face. Has it happened before? 
No, I, I think they can only use that version of his face or that 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 design because the other ones aren't uh, public domain yet. So right, they put my face on him. <laughs> So, the rest of my family, I can whistle. There you go. I uh, I really haven't seen any other news. Has anything else happened? Have you guys been paying attention? Uh, today has been nonstop stuff, so no. Yeah, and for me, it was all a family weekend. I, I had family visiting everywhere, so. I did watch the Bob Ross documentary on Netflix, though. How is that? I've been hesitant to watch it. I thought it was really, really good. I was worried, so worried that they were going to tell me that Bob Ross was like a pedophile or something super scary, but that's not true. None of that is in there. He was a little bit disappointing. He made a life choice that was a little disappointing for me, but you know, no one's perfect. Um, but yeah, just like the it it is completely colored my decision making from now on forever whether I'm going to carry Bob Ross merchandise. And the answer is no. Oh, because the supposedly the way he was treated, right? Yeah, none of that money goes to his family and never has. His yeah. family receives zero dollars from anything that's ever had his name on it. Nothing. Although I think the Funkos were different. As I recall, that was that was one of the things that was different. Were the Bob Ross Funko Pops? I don't know how, because that family owns the likeness of him, his name. I think that was just Funko doing the right thing. I think Funko just paid off both people. I'm sure they got sued by him. Because <laughs> that's what they do with those people sue. Right. I mean, I'm saying I think Funko paid the the, license, the people who own the rights. And then oh, they the, gave the money to the family as well. Perfect. Yeah. I think that was just Funko being good people. Yeah. Um, well, they've got my mad respect then. Oh, now, now I gotta watch this. I'm, I'm assuming there's another family that owns the rights to his likeness. Wow. Your business, there were his business Wait. partners, and then uh, they basically strong armed the uncle of the son of Bob Ross. They sued him, and in in so doing, they they scared him into signing over all the rights forever. They own nothing. Allegedly. Oh. <laughs> people were so scared of this family that of the people that they had to interview for it was tiny amounts of people because everyone canceled because they're afraid of wow. being sued by the family. Wow. I'm not afraid. They can sue me if they like. I watched a documentary. What are they going to sue me for? <laughs> I, I have nothing, so they can sue me for whatever the heck I have when I have nothing. Except a frozen Kyle. Oh. Kyle's on a bad connection today. Maybe a little bit. But yeah, I, I, if you like documentaries and you like learning what appears to be, probably 80, at least 85% of the truth. Yeah, and, and you know, um, I'm on the same boat as you. I didn't want, I don't, I don't want to have the imagery of, uh, that I have in my head to be ruined. So yeah, you yeah. know, I'll watch it now. I'll give it a shot maybe tonight or tomorrow. And if you guys aren't watching Ted Lasso, watch Ted Lasso. It's still a good show. I, I It's on my list of things to do. 
And all I see is all day long my feed saying Ted Lasso. <laughs> Uh, you know, I I, I was going to cancel my Apple TV, and this is only that and Mythic Quest are the only two shows I keep my Apple TV subscription for. Uh, turn it I, uh, on and do everything for a month, and then get out of there. I just there got my exactly. Apple TV yeah, I for about free. That. I just got Apple TV for free for a year because T-Mobile managed to let my information get 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 stolen or whatever. Which is so. interesting. Uh, T-Mobile was they they won't give it to me, you know, because we are an older account. Are you a Sprint and, account? No, we we have a T-Mobile account. I, I have uh, actually two T-Mobile accounts. One we signed last year, and one I've had for many many years. And they're legacy accounts because you know uh, it's a great plan. I'm not moving it, <laughs> uh, but because I have those plans, I don't qualify for the free one year Apple TV, which. They should do because if they leaked our information, they better they better give us the Apple TV. But I had Apple TV free for a year and a half because of buying new iPhones and stuff. They did that last year, I believe. Mm-hmm. Or two mm-hmm. they, they gave away. So I, I had it for a long time, but I wasn't planning on continuing it. But because Ted Lasso's on and I'm like, dang it. I could cancel it and come back six months from now, get it for a month and watch it again. But yeah. I like watching it weekly. It's a show where I'm actually excited to see what's coming on next season, our next episode. So, yep. Plus carpool karaoke. Nah, don't care for that. As much as I like music, I yeah. There's there's an episode with John Cena and Shaq. <laughs> what? <laughs> I don't yeah. think those guys is people that can sing. Neither of them can. Well, Shaq. So at one point, it's not an album. Shaq did put out an album. <laughs> um, but it's uh, at one point, it just evolves into them coming up with nicknames for the other people, the other one. Like that's what they're doing, and they're dad jokes. So. Oh my. So, uh, yeah, I mean, I. Uh, I haven't paid attention. I spent 18 hours on Saturday editing last weekend's event on the experience uh, so that we could start re-airing it. And then the last two days have been in short boxes with Key Collector getting ready for my next convention. So, like, um, I assume the world is still turning and the sun still rises and those sorts of things. But I couldn't tell you because this is a windowless room. Uh, yeah, sunset already, buddy. Right, but I assume it will come up tomorrow. I, I have no way of knowing. Well, would you like us to give you a bucket and a mop and you can start singing? No. I've just been <laughs> really enjoying going through this collection, you know, going, man, I really have this underpriced compared to what the crazy market is now. And, wow, I really have this overpriced compared to what the crazy market is now. You know, yeah. Interestingly enough, uh, Ms. Jen had Wolverine number one up on her show earlier today, um, and when she said the price, I'm like, "Really? Is that book really worth that much?" Because I could have sworn just a few years ago, I could Two not sell that book for, for twenty bucks. bucks. Yeah. <laughs> Two years ago, I was selling that book for twenty bucks. Yeah, I I couldn't sell it, uh, and now I'm like, "Wow, really? Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, how long is this going to last? This will be an interesting." 
you know, in fact, one of one of our and I, I don't mean to go on a tangent here. Oh, we always go on tangents. Yeah, you know, that's what um, we do on this show. Right. <laughs> uh, yeah, he's one. Of, he's one of our uh, deep pocket uh, customers, and uh, you know, he was talking about. We got into a discussion about today's market, and you know how. And he, he asked whether you know the books that are being released in COVID era whether 10, 15 years from now, those will be the ones who's, that'll be sought out for. And I'm, and I, and I go back to the nineties, you know, looking at the books in the nineties, they were so overly produced that it was ridiculous. And, uh, you know, back then there were, there were talks about them canceling books that didn't make a hundred thousand or 200,000 or 300,000 copies in sale. And now we're, we're looking at books that are even going to, how many books break a hundred thousand every year, right? Every, yep, exactly. And you know, he makes a good point that because of COVID, not a lot of people. But I'm looking at it from the perspective because of the the way it's going right now. Because of speculators, I'm not sure if it'll hold up in the market. Uh, as much as I love seeing something that's killing a children at over a thousand dollars. I'm not sure if that's a realistic number. I'm not sure whether that number is going to stick 10, 20, 30 years from now. Um, you know, yeah. uh, Walking Dead, Invincible number one, and all those, they weren't they weren't that hot back 10 years ago. Uh, the TV shows brought them up, and but still, I you know, it, it's amazing to see what the prices are right now. Right. And, I mean... One of the things that makes me nuts, and I, I think this is just my "Hey, you kids, get off my lawn" moment, is the definition of what a key is these days versus yeah. what isn't a key. Yes, you know, like I've got Daredevil one hundred and seven right here, and it's the last time Black Widow appeared in the title of a Daredevil book, and it's not a key. Captain Marvel appears in a Daredevil book, not a key. Yeah. Which like, makes sense. It should not be a key. But also, it's not not worth noting. Right. I you know, it's minor keys. Right. I mean, if you're gonna if you're going to build an app or build a service around keys, it should include major keys, minor keys, sort of keys. You know, the, the stuff that's worth noting if you're someone who's trying to build a collection. Correct. A, a notable key as opposed to, you know, a primary key. Right. Um, you know, one of the things a, a lot of uh, collectors now, the new collectors will tell you is uh, one of the reasons we have this trend is because a lot of people can't afford Golden Age books or Silver Age keys. There's no, even, yeah, the three of us probably, I know, Kyle, you have one, but if we were going out so, uh, looking for it, we probably couldn't afford AF-15 uh, in a good condition or anything like that. There, it's way out of our reaches, and, you know, we're in the industry. We, we know people, and it's very difficult for us to do it. Um, so, you know, they're going after, after modern keys, and I think some people are just stretching it to the point where, oh, and again, same thing as the '90s, you know, where oh, this is shiny, this is a key. Uh, you know, it's the same thing now, where hey, you know, 
this is the first time Daredevil was hanging upside down from a cover, this is a key issue. Uh, it, it is a very, yeah, and we, we all know it's a speculative market, but the question is, are the speculators wiser now than they were before? Or are, is it, is it still one of those things where, Hey, let's, uh, pump up, you know, pump in money right now, uh, sell it off in six months and, uh, make back our money speculators. Yeah. It's very interesting. I think your point about the, the print run is a very valid one because, you think about books they're they probably have never had as small a print run as they have in the last two years and the scarcity of it no matter if it's speculated or not the scarcity of them that's not going to change they're not going to magically all of a sudden be more of that book go discovered or something somewhere that was the print run um, yep. and, and you know one of the reasons why golden age books are so hot and desired is because they were returnable and they were destroyed and back then kids were you know we we even in the 80s you know i was putting yeah you know, i was folding comic books and putting them in my the back pocket I, you know we would read them and that's what we would do with them um so yeah of course that's understandable but nowadays you know everybody's chasing that 9.8 and anything below 9.8 is not worth having in fact i was looking at you know uh, I started putting my uh, collection into CLZ just because I'm starting to forget what I have now. Um, and I, that's one of the reasons why I brought up in, a, in the other show. I can't find my X-Men run. I'm like, what the heck happened to my X-Men run? I'm sure it's in one of my boxes, but yeah. I noticed my Sandman number one, 9.8 is was valued at what? Well, actually, let me, let me look at that. And I was shocked at what the difference was between 9.8 and 9.6. And that makes no sense whatsoever because, in all honesty, uh, the difference between a 9.6 and 9.8 is basically what the greater, you know, it's all in their mind. It, they, right. Because they don't I, tell you any notes, they don't see any discrepancies. A dealer um, friend of mine posted a picture with six. Uh, what was the book? Uh, First Miles Morales. Um, Ultimate Fallout? Ultimate Fallout. Yeah, Ultimate Fallouts. All of them were 9.6s. And the first comment was, sucks to be you. Right. So, And that dude's, that dude's going to laugh all the way to the bank when he sells every last one of those copies. And this other guy who was, oh, well, they're not 9.8s, is going to wind up with nothing. So a 9.8 Sandman Volume 2 Number 1 is currently listed at twelve hundred and fifty dollars. Okay. A nine six volume two number one is listed at four hundred and seventy five dollars. Man, that's a huge cut. Holy cow. Right. And this is just because the grader decided, oh this is just not a, they don't tell you why it's not a nine point eight. They just you know and it you don't see any just it's just amazing. Let me see what else was there. Invincible number one, a nine point eight is forty one hundred dollars. You're kidding me. Nine point six is nineteen hundred dollars. So it cuts it more than half. Yep. You might as well just leave that baby raw. Right. Exactly. And but you know, I'm preserving it for just to have them as you know. Right. Because I've had books that have just sat around and gotten damaged just because they were sitting in boxes. Mm -hmm. um, so, 
Well, and that's why a few years ago, you know, I made the transition because it was always what I was into. But I transitioned my store away from modern books. You know, I started to transition my store into more of the, hey, if if you need Golden Age, you need Silver Age or you're interested in that kind of stuff. I was, you know, I transitioned my store into becoming the place to go for that kind of stuff. You know, and I, that's what my, that's what my expertise is, you know, is, you know, I'm watching Jen's show tonight where she's got golden age stuff and I'm going, man, that's a really good price, man. She's super light on that, (laughs) you know, and going, I I think that at least I've positioned myself in in a place as a collector now where I'm only going to buy books that are older than my parents. Like, you know, like that's just kind of where I'm at is it's, is not worth it to me to try and take a shot on an ASM 300, which is a really dumb example or a new mutants 98, which is a really dumb example because those are books that have value and will continue to have value. But they're also books that fall into that wild fluctuation of, you know, um, the, 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 the changing tides in the industry. Whereas if I've got a journey into mystery number one, it's going to be what it's worth for as long as it's around. It's going to do nothing but go up. Mm-hmm. And if I decide that someday I'm dumb enough to sell that book, then I'm going to get what I'm going to get. Like, it's not... I don't have to. I don't have to kowtow to the whims of people who don't know what they're talking about. Yeah, I was giving that advice tonight when I was selling the books. I was like, for for everybody that's out there investing in new modern keys, like if you really actually want to send your kids to college on something, this stuff. Just well, like, and I that- think about how much things have increased over the last. 10 years you only have to wait 10 years if you bought a mint uncanny number one 10 years later you would have definitely made enough money to make a big difference i have to say i was super proud of myself to only buy two books tonight you were really good i was sitting on my hands a lot of the time same here (laughs) i was very tempted i I couldn't do it but i I got not the right thing I, yeah, I think Ray needed to. But I got a book I needed to fill out a run, and I got the lowest number flash I've ever owned, so I'll take it. So. Next goal is a flash in single digits. Did you call that flash? Barucci and I went back and forth and back and forth and back and forth, and he's given it to me. Oh, oh, nice. I was unaware that you called it, so I'm glad you mentioned it, so I'll pull it for mm-hmm. you. <laughs> Yes. Yes. Next goal is flash in the single digits. Yeah, I was I was interested in the daredevils you had, but man, that 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 cover did not look. Wow, that that's that's one heck of a sun damage. It's like you know leaving in the old Corolla and just uh, having it sit there for a month right in the sun. <laughs> yeah, I have no idea how they managed to have that happen, but they did. It's and I wish book. I'd have known. I wish I'd have known that tonight was coming though. I just bought a brand new Mac and I'm like, uh, I could have bought so many comics instead of a computer. 
that that's what I, i'm actually uh saving up uh man, that max gonna cost me about five grand to, uh, for a new production machine yeah i'm just like wow man, these i bought are- i bought a lower end um mac mini one of the new m1 mac minis yeah that is expandable uh and then already have an appointment to, to drop it off like i i get it thursday drop it off friday to have the expansion put in because it's cheaper than buying it built out i should love that yeah i'm, I'm actually looking for the macbook pro the 16 inch uh, just because i want port. i need portability for you know if i do dj and stuff so but this is going to be yeah for all for music production yeah video production and stuff so well that's why so that's why i bought it is it took me 18 hours to just to render the videos Ooh, from last man. weekend but that sounds about right <laughs> on my laptop and i'm going oh i wish i had more processing power so yeah, okay so I was saying, people don't realize how much time it takes to edit and uh, render videos. I mean, it, it, they it, even when you have a super powerful, I mean, there are times when you would just, just let it render for a week and come back a week later, okay, it's done. <laughs> I, I, I have a lot of stuff that I will, uh, especially if it's stuff that if it fails, it fails. It's not like on a huge deadline um, where I will just let it go overnight. But something like this that's important and I'm kind of on a deadline, like I've got to do it during the day when I can make sure it's still running. Correct. No, it's truly understandable. And so it's like, well, my laptop is just a paperweight now for the next 18 hours. Yep. And you absolutely can't do anything else. Right. No. So, yep. Shout out to the Met Cafe, Toledo, Ohio, for uh, putting some added juice in my new I'm at or my new Mac Mini. Nice. Sponsor me at things, please. Oh, it'd be so nice to have sponsors someday. Yes. So speaking of sponsors, uh, it's time. Uh, we've got a few minutes left. Let's talk about new comics. I got the list. Who new comics? Mm-hmm. Uh, alphabetically. Army of Darkness, 1979, number one. I'm very excited for. Yes. Yep. Absolutely. You know they're doing a third printing of Barbaric, number one? But a bloodthirsty axe. Awesome. <laughs> yeah, I have that on my list. Interesting. Uh, Blackjack Demon, number two. Guys, if, you're, if you haven't picked that up, you should. Yeah. Yes. Uh, Bountiful Gardens by Matt Cave. Interested for I can't I can't wait for Cinnamon Number Two. Uh, yeah. Um, huh? Interesting. I don't have Cinnamon pulled. Why? There's a book coming out from Vault Dead Box that's got me intrigued. I know very little about it, but I'm interested. Um, um, go ahead. Cypress Hill, this case It's a trade paperback. Very intriguing. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I guess maybe because I'm a Cypress Hill fan. Yeah. I didn't even have the trade paperbacks in my list. Basket full of heads. Trade paperback finally coming out. All right, I'm in. <laughs> oh yeah. 
Kazar. We got a number one for Kazar. Um, I'm a little bit intrigued. He's a fun character. I wish he would find his stride. Um, Elvira meets Vincent Price, number two. Um, I just bought the audiobook of the collected works of Edgar Allan Poe as read by Vincent Price and Basil, uh, 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 oh, I'm going to forget his last name. Wolverine Wilmington? Huh? Wolverington? No. Basil Rathbone. Oh, Rathbone. And it's like the most disconcerting, calming thing ever. It's like these really dark stories, but both of their voices are so soothing. Like, <laughs> it makes you feel at peace. Which is a weird thing. Hmm. See, this is one of the problems of. Um... So, last book you'll ever read, uh-huh. number one, we ordered heavy on. Yes. And, you know, I've been pushing it to people and everything, and we cut our orders on number two. And I, well, there's multiple covers, so which is okay. Yeah. But we may have cut it. To the, because it looks like we added more subscribers after we FOC number two. Uh, but at least yeah, we have multiple comments. Yeah. yeah. And these are little struggles that people don't understand about comic book uh, ordering. <laughs> hard. Uh, Eve number five, which is the end of the series for the Boom comic, is done. That one's been crazy cool. Last Flight Out looks very interesting. Yeah. Uh, yeah, Impossible Jones from uh, Scout Comics. Uh, it's Carl Kessel. Didn't that already? Uh, oh, never mind. Yeah, it came out for us, right? This gen. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah. I gotta get on them because I haven't got my my uh, two week shipment. I'm like, there's been like three releases I don't have still. Also, Maze Book. Yeah. Yes, Maze Book. I'm excited to get Malika Warrior Queen trade paperback. That's uh, used to be at Unique Studios. Now they have joined uh, and with some another company. I can't remember which one now. Also, me, you love in the dark. Number two comes out, and number one second printing comes out as well. Mm-hmm. You know, it's interesting. I Scott Young artwork is is nothing like what he writes. Nope. <laughs> it's absolutely nothing like he writes. You would never imagine him, you know, it's like, whoa, Scotty, this is the same guy. Uh-huh. Um, something to be on the lookout uh, for from Aftershock is search for who, number one. Yeah. Um, if you have an Aftershock ambassador, that Aftershock ambassador variant is super cool. Yeah, I need to. Um, I do have ambassador, which I finally met. So, who's who does nine stones? I ordered a bunch of it, but I don't remember. Yeah, it's Behemoth. I didn't order very much, but yeah, it's Behemoth. I love Behemoth. Um, and you know this this goes back to uh, what I was talking about earlier, where um, you know Apple TV is five dollars a month. I can watch two or three TV shows, and there's a lot more there. Uh, you know, some of these comic books are getting way out of uh, that price range. Yeah. 
you know, for a 22 page comic book, we're paying four ninety nine, and, and I'm not by any means, I'm saying anything about nine stones. Yeah. Cause I believe it's nine stones is still three ninety nine, if I remember yep. correctly. Yeah. Yep. Uh, but you know, uh, and I also noticed, like the the gentleman I was talking about earlier about uh, you know he, the deep pockets. I've noticed him putting back books by looking at the cover price, and he's five ninety nine, six ninety nine. He's putting those back. He's like, mm-hmm. yeah. And if if he, deep pockets is putting those back, even I'm doing it personally. I'm skipping out on all the the dime. I, I used to get uh, any title I get, like Batman. If I was getting cover A, I was getting cover B and C as myself on my collection as well. I've cut that out unless it, unless if the cover really you know intrigues me, and if that's the case, I will let the cover A go and only get the cover that intrigues me. But I am no longer getting these. I'm seeing the same thing with him as well. And I'm going to talk to him about it, to see if, what, what his reasoning is, but. It is getting to the point where publishers are, you know, crossing over that line, uh, and it, it, it might be a little bit too dangerous. Yeah, people might be having cover burnout. You think? And not just cover burnout, but also wallet burnout. You know, for the last few years, some of them did receive some uh, financial aid, mm-hmm. which seems to have diminished as well. And I. I you know, even though the market is showing a very positive uh, view, I think the future's uh, on a on a different path. And uh, some of them are actually worried about what might happen. Uh, you know, with the moratorium on uh, evictions is being pulled out, some people are actually concerned. So, you know, uh, but then again, you know, looking at Pokemon sales, wow, that's just, you know. <laughs> yeah, people will find a way to buy their Pokemon. Yeah, I mean, people find a way to buy the, any of their hobbies. That's what we, we, our industry is all about uh, disposable income. We are not a mandatory income, and we still see people coming in on a daily basis, right? We see new people once in a while, and so um, there's no doom and gloom, but it, there is a cautionary tale to be told here. Um, I, I, I per, and like I said, if I'm personally willing to cut back on books that are being priced out, uh, it's a concern. Because you know, price wasn't always a concern with me. It is becoming a concern with me now. And it's also I think unfortunately we're going to start seeing some of those prices tick up. Like it's, I, I know for a fact that at three ninety nine, most companies are not making anything right now because of the the increased pi- prices in the printing. Oh, the, exactly. Um, and I, we understand that. You know, back back in the days when uh, DC was at two ninety nine, I was one of the guys who was pushing them to go to three ninety nine. Mm-hmm. Um, you know. I, because one, it, it was a little bit better margin for us, but we also saw people were okay with paying three ninety nine. But I'm not sure four ninety nine and five ninety nine is a is a good price point anymore. And uh, you know there are publishers that are still putting books out at dollar fifty and two dollars. They aren't using these fancy papers also, so that might be something publishers may have to start looking at. Um, no more pulp yep it's it's very but i agree with you mr the the price on everything has gone up everything cardboard comic book covers and everything has gone up i understand that because you know uh, our sublimation supplies and it's actually looking more gloom for us to bring back our sublimation printing also so i understand yeah i understand costs going up but uh, at what price point do uh, we start losing customers so on a on a high, on a happier somewhat note, um, 
there's a book that I don't know how I missed the first issue of, but I'm going to need to get, and I'm hoping one of you guys has it. It's called Snelson. It's from Ahoy Comics. Um, this seems right up my alley. Um, Jen, if you have it, can you just add it to my stack? I got uh, one and two, because two is supposed to be out tomorrow or Wednesday. I don't know if I, I, I have number two on my list. But um, that seems right up my alley. And then also right up my alley uh, is a trade paperback and hardcover, both available from Scholastic. Uh, Spider-Ham, great power, no responsibility. <laughs> um, what about Search for Who? Or Hugh or Who? Wow. Who? Okay. Yeah, uh, I like I said, get your get your uh, aftershock exclusive uh, ambassador exclusive variant. It's uh, it's it's pretty sexy. Star Trek um, is at the beginning of Mirror War and then issue zero for our Trek truckers out there. Sorry, I'm I'm of the Trekkie era, so I'm still a Trekkie. That's cool. All right. And uh, don't miss out on the first trade paperback for High Republic. Yeah, uh, there's a book I'm giving a second episode, a second issue to uh, before I stop reading it and wait for the trade, which is the Unbelievable Unteens. Yep. From Dark Horse. Yep. I quite like it, but I'm worried that it's one of those books that I'm going to have to binge. So. Yep. That's how I got into the habit of uh, not reading anymore. <laughs> I was trying to binge, and now I'm just like, I'm so, at the point like, uh, where do I start? <laughs> I get a fair amount of new books from Miss Jen, um, especially like my Bad Idea and some of those books. And then I have my local comic shop where I get most of my books from. But then I have a third shop where I do nothing but get trades. Wait, let, let me let me get this right here. You've got Miss Jen, of course, you know, it's understandable. And you've got the logo shop. And then you've got another one. And I'm below that. Wow, man. Kyle, thanks. <laughs> well, Brainy, I can't drive to your shop. No, I'm not messing with you there. <laughs> <laughs> but hey, no, it's, you, said um, you cannot drive to my shop. Uh, just it's be really a long hard. Truck for you. <laughs> I'd have to send JD to your shop and then have JD ship them to me. Hey, by the um, way, we do ship them. Anyway. Speaking of which. I gotta harass JD to come down one day. He was down one time. Yeah, but I'm, I'm, you know, I didn't know he was down. So right, it's true. It's true. Yeah, she got to get on his case. Um, but no, uh, I have one shop uh, here locally. Uh, they're about a half hour, forty minutes from here. That I only get hardcovers and trades from. So, so when I just collection or that, that's exactly they're more of a bookstore than a comic shop. Oh, okay. Um, but when I decide that I'm going to get a book that I'm only going to get the trade, I just call them months ahead and say, hey, I read issue number one. I'm going to want this in a trade. And they just put it on my list. And, you know, then I go in once a month and I'll have a stack of trades like this and we're good to go. Um, just want to clarify, comic shops are bookstores. We just specialize in some type of book. No, I'm saying when I say more of a bookstore, like you have Tolstoy racked next to, you know, uh, right. right. Like they, they, I mean, you could, you, like they have classic hard, classic like novels and 
you know, so, so do you we. Get- Ours are just illustrated. You know, we we've got books like Macbeth and uh, you know all of Shakespeare's stuff. Ours just ours ours are just illustrated. You I mean, know what I mean. <laughs> it's it's not every book. It's not every comic book story you can go into and get the complete works of Tolstoy rack next to you know the complete works of uh, you know Tony Daniel. But that's because we specialize, you know. We're a specialty bookstore. We're just. Yeah. I managed to, to secure graphic novels for the Kite Runner, and for the Heart of Darkness. I figured that teenagers would rather read them as a comic book than the actual novels. Yep. <clears throat> mhm. I mean, when I was in school, and they were like, "You need to read one of these classics," and there was like a list of like Moby Dick and a bunch of that kind of stuff. I'm like, can I read the classics illustrated version? <laughs> right. There you go. Which, I mean, it, you should be able to because all they are are, it's the same same text, well, similar text, I guess it can be same text, but similar text, it tells you the same story and it illustrates sure. it, which, in fact, if you look at the original Moby Dick, I do believe there are a couple of illustrations on there. So... Mm-hmm. <laughs> Well, my teacher's answer was always, you can you can do it, but if you don't cover everything you're supposed to cover in your book report, you're going to fail. I like right. that. I like Fair. that structure. I mean, that that's that's exactly the Fair. Point. Right. Um, it's She's like, okay, we're going to do a horror thing. And so I read The Stand, but I read the graphic novels. How'd you do? The Stand. I got an A. Because <laughs> it's Stephen King, man. It's like, I could have done that with my eyes closed. <laughs> but... No, she was really open to it. The only one she wouldn't let me do was The Watchmen. And the reason she wouldn't was the movie had just come out. And she's like, I'm going to have no way of knowing if you read the book or watched the movie. Oh, yeah. And I go, yes, yes, she will. And I go, I can promise you. <laughs> you don't mention a cosmic worm. You didn't read it. Right, right. I go, I can promise you, you'd be able to tell the difference. Oh, yeah, absolutely. (laughs) All right. Well, uh, if nobody else has any other new comics they want to talk about, I will read the thing. Go. I'm just disappointed, Kyle, that you haven't got the thing memorized by now. It's been a while. Mark's been doing it. True. Thank you for watching Nerd News Now, part of the Kingdom of Geekdom on Woodlands Online, sponsored by the Adventure Begins Comics and Games and Space Cadets Collection Collection. Check out other shows on the Woodlands Online, like Music Cafe, The Adventure Begins Show, The Best You, Between the Trees, Business Talk, Taste Buds, and much more. You can watch all of these on Woodlands Online and on our partner station, KVQT HD21, over the air on your TV if you're in the right region. Uh, All of these available now, and more, available now on Roku, just search and add Woodlands Online TV to your streaming lineup. Now you can listen to our podcast on Spotify, iTunes, iHeartRadio, Stitcher, Google Podcasts, Pandora, and wherever else you can get fine podcasts for free. Uh, just search Woodlands Online. So for Jen and Brainy, or Miss Jen and the Supreme Lord, I've been Kyle. <laughs> this has been Nerd News Now. Uh, we'll see everybody next week. Bye, guys. Bye, everybody. <laughs>